0: Hello again, everyone. Welcome to the Rome Floyd Chamber Small Business Spotlight. We are broadcasting from the Hardy Realty Studios on Broad Street, and we work in cooperation with the Rome News Tribune. I'm Roger Manus with Rome Business Radio.
1: I'm Alex Williams with the Rome Floyd Chamber. And on the program today, we have Kelly Floyd from Suzuki Manufacturing in North America, Carla Maiden, the Executive Director of Northwest Georgia America Red Cross, and from visiting nurse health systems we have taisha ward and candace spivey
0: hello all hi Good hello morning. how are we doing are we chipper this morning as we record this absolutely yes. <laughs> Everybody fired up and ready to be here, or are we being a little nervous? No, well, I'm fired
2: up. I've had two cups of coffee already. <laughs>
0: there ready, we go. <laughs> okay, great. So we're properly caffeinated to our yes. our listeners out there. Well, thanks everybody so much for being here. So usually off the top, we try to go around and there, give everybody a minute or two, just kind of the general big picture vision of your organization. So, ladies, let's start with you, Taisha and Candice. Uh, one of you can tell us a little bit about Visiting Nurse Health System. Okay.
3: Well, Visiting Nurse Health System has three divisions. Uh, we have home health, hospice, and community care services. The office here in Rome, Georgia, is a case management agency where we um, coordinate services for the elderly and disabled persons for them to stay in their homes versus going into the nursing home. So we have two programs that's mandated by the Department of Community Health, Community Care Services Program, and the SOURCE Program. So we cover 12, 12 surrounding counties, but our home office is here in Rome.
0: And, and what is your job title?
3: My job title is Elderly and Disabled Waiver Program Director. <laughs> That's a mouthful. <laughs>
4: yes,
3: <it is>. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Candace?
4: I am actually the program assistant.
0: Okay, that's easier for me to say. Yeah, I <laughs> I, I'm not exactly sure what you what you do for a living uh, <laughs> based on the description. Uh, okay, we'll, we'll swing we'll swing back around. Uh, next stop, uh, Carla, Northwest Georgia American Red Cross. Tell us about you guys.
2: All right. Well, the Red Cross has um, lots of services for Northwest Georgia, and that's the chapter that I cover. Um, and so we're the northwest corner of Georgia, also 15 counties. So we probably have a lot of similar <laughs> territory with you guys, but. Um, Three major services that you'll see from the Red Cross. So we have our training services, which is all of the um, classes such as CPR or lifeguarding or babysitting, those types of classes you can take online or locally uh, in your community. And then we have our disaster services. Those are, you may see us on TV at the large-scale disasters, but we're also here every day, and those most typically look like house fires. So our volunteers will go out and meet families affected by disaster and give them some assistance. Uh, and then we have our blood services. Uh, blood services is where we do we collect our blood donations, and uh, we host those every single month here in Rome and every day almost across the, the Northwest chapter. Um, and I'm. I don't want to leave out our service to armed forces. So that's the actually the fourth program that uh, is one of our largest service deliveries, and that's where we support our military families, uh, both locally and abroad.
0: Okay, nice overview. We'll we'll circle back around. Next up, Kelly Floyd uh, with Suzuki Manufacturing over on Technology Parkway. Tell us about what it is you guys do.
5: Well, we are the ATV division of Suzuki. Uh, Suzuki being a worldwide name brand, uh, but we're proud to call Rome home as we're the only manufacturer in the world for the King Quad uh, ATV. We manufacture a 400, a 500, and a 750 size uh, ATV. um, And we ship all over the world, um, primarily stays in the United States, but we go to europe we go to new zealand south america just about every country you can think of we ship to
0: yeah that's fascinating so any of those atvs anywhere in the world started right here off technology parkway
5: if you see an atv (laughs) a king quad atv that was manufactured 2002 or after it was manufactured right here in rome
0: well define king quad for me
5: the king quad is just the name of that model yeah so and it's a uh utility atv so we're we're don't we don't build the raced ATVs. We build the utilities like a farmer or somebody like that would use.
0: So this is typically the stuff that you might see somebody riding up and down next to 411, uh, you know, having fun, or a farmer might use. Or a hunter. Yeah. So it's recreational but also purposeful. Um, absolutely can be used for people who, who need it to work.
5: Yes, sir. That's correct.
0: Um, okay, well, great. Um, let's kind of get the conversation going here. I'm, I'm kind of curious about uh, diving in the weeds a little bit more maybe with each of what you do. So um, so visiting nurse health system. So you, you touched on earlier hospice, um, to, to but also taking care of at home so they don't have to go into. So how does that work? Do families approach you? Uh, or do
3: doctors co-
0: coordinate with you? How does this work?
3: Okay, so we receive referrals from any, oh, any different entities, whether it's, um, hospital, um, home health agencies, other outside home health agencies, family, friends, neighbors, church members. Um, a referral can pretty much come from anywhere within the community. Um, so once we receive that referral in our office, there is a team of, we have a team of nurses and social workers. Nurses go out and assess um, to make sure that client meets a nursing home level of care. They discuss what things that person cannot do, um, what that person would actually need in order to stay in their homes, whether that is um, bathing, dressing, um, like housekeeping, if errands need to be ran, whether that's going to the grocery store or picking up medications. Um, we also provide home-delivered meal services for those clients. Um, if they need um, an emergency response button, you know, that uh, press the button if you've fallen or what have you, um, emergency personnel could come and, and assist that person. Um, with that, um, we also have a new um, program where a person who may – is no longer able to work, but taking care of mom and dad at home, they can um, be paid as a paid caregiver for that person.
0: Okay, well, so this is, your organization basically is, this is one of those serving others' <laughs> jobs. Yes. This is one of those, uh, what's the phrase I'm looking for? Uh, Selfless. <laughs> yeah, but, but it's, it's a, it's a you're kind of called to do it. Uh, yeah. So, so what, is, what is your background?
3: Well, my background is uh, I do have a degree in community health and a master's in public administration. I've actually worked in this program and started off as a social worker. Um, and I've been working with this program in de- several different capacities for the past 18 years. So... <laughs> and
0: it- Go
3: ahead. <laughs> I've um so I started off as a social worker so I um was a social worker in the Macon area. Um so I was there for about about 10 years before I transitioned um and took on a state coordination role with this program um downtown Atlanta. And then when Visiting Nurse um opened an office here in Rome, they asked me to come and lead this team here.
0: How are you guys funded?
3: We're funded through Medicaid. A person has to be either receiving um, SSI or potentially Medicaid eligible, meaning they have to be within a certain income. And then we and Candace assist many people with um, them obtaining Medicaid, and they receive the Medicaid um, necessary to pay for our services.
0: So, this is this you mentioned the Rome office. When did the Rome office open?
3: Rome Office opened uh, four years ago um, in July.
0: This is a statewide thing?
3: It is. It's a statewide thing. So if a person started off in our agency and happened to move to Savannah, we're able to transfer that client's case to another case management agency in Savannah. I got
0: you. Candice, what is your background?
4: Well, I'm the program assistant, and like she said, I lunch all pretty much Medicaid applications in so, our so office. So you're
0: you're dealing, you're dealing with a lot of bureaucracy and paperwork. Pretty much, yes.
4: <laughs> me and um, D facts are like best friends. Oh, yes, yeah. yes. But um, and I also do the brokering. Like Miss um, Ward said, it's once the nurse assesses them to see if they meet level of care eligibility, um, the nurse will assess them, and it comes back to me for me to actually find them a provider that the A can go out and assist with their needs.
0: Okay. Um, Red Cross. Carla, what's your background? How did you get involved?
2: Oh, well, I've been with Red Cross for six and a half years. So I started in their disaster programs. Um, Before that, I worked in public safety. I worked in emergency management. Um, And my degree is in public administration. So um, when I started in disaster services, it was in this Northwest chapter for Georgia. And then I moved into recovery. So we work with lots of casework, uh, caseworkers who are volunteers for us, social workers who are volunteers with us, who will, um, work with families after they've had a disaster to try to help them find some stability and get back on their, their feet by connecting to community resources. So, um, I managed that casework program for the last three years for the state. And then i just came back to my home chapter, um, in February as executive director. So that's just a position where I'm overseeing all of our programs and, and making sure our communities are connected into each of those uh, in this northwest corner.
0: Where are you from originally?
2: I live in Dalton, born and raised. I live two miles from where I was born, so <laughs> I don't venture very far.
0: <laughs> uh, oh, I meant to ask you ladies, that are, where, where are you from originally? um
4: Birmingham, Alabama.
0: Okay. And what brought you to Rome, the job or
4: Um no, it was actually schooling and my family is here. Okay. And um, all the Spobbies are here, so.
3: <laughs> and, <laughs> and I'm originally from Sandersville, Georgia, which is probably about 3 hours from here near Augusta. Right. Um after I graduated college, I moved to Macon. And then my husband um works for Georgia Power, so his job moved him to um, Kennesaw. So I currently live in Kennesaw.
0: Okay. Oh, uh, so, oh, I see. You, so you, do you commute regularly or are you able to work remotely? I mean, the world has changed so much. Oh, <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely a hybrid model. I can, you know, pretty much, um, I'm here and then I'm at home is when yeah. I need to be. Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. Um, well, I, I was chatting with Kelly before, um, before we got started. Knowing you're You're born and raised
5: local. Correct. I'm uh, born and raised in Somerville, Georgia, so yeah. right up the road. Yeah, that's a suburb of Rome. <laughs> uh,
0: although they may say Rome is a suburb of Somerville. Well, there's,
5: <laughs> there's a lot of people that commute from Chatuga County up to, to, yeah. down to Rome.
0: Highway 27, right through our merchie. That's right. <laughs> that's it. Uh, which is my birthplace. <laughs> um, so, um, and then what, what was your career path? How did you get involved with Suzuki?
5: So, My background was with industrial management, and then I had another degree in occupational safety and health, so the OSHA degree. Um, At the time that I hired in with Suzuki, I hired in as the safety engineer. So I was with them for about five years, and then I got transferred to doing sales. So I got to talk to people all over the world about ATVs, and I would take their order and through the magic of Google Translate I got to understand every one of them <laughs> so it was kind of nice to to talk to people all over understand different backgrounds and stuff like that I learned a lot of stuff and I'd get a lot of tours during that time with uh, companies coming through and now I'm the public relations person for Suzuki and I thoroughly love it because I get to talk to a lot of people and uh, that's about that's about it
0: well, it's interesting, you know, this is the Chamber podcast. And most of the time, uh, you know, we're celebrating the the local businesses. And some of them are, you know, they're, they're small businesses. Well, Suzuki's a global brand. But the facility here, how many people do you employ uh, here have, on Technology Parkway?
5: We have about 130 employees. Um, and we do hire from two staffing companies. Um, they'll come in and work. You know, when, when we hire somebody in, we don't just throw them to the wolves like people think. We actually put them with a team let them work for up to 90 days they work with the team the team works with them and we try to place them where it's best efficient for that person you know not everybody's fit to do um assembly line work some people like to do injection mold and that's some of the stuff that we do
0: so um global brand we're it's, uh, J- japan based
5: hamamatsu japan is our Home base.
0: Okay. And what do they manufacture? their motorcycles and everything?
5: They'll do motorcycles, scooters, other things like that.
0: Okay. And what other plants are there globally for Suzuki?
5: Um, Suzuki is number one in automob- automotive in India. So they have a plant there. Um, so there's, it,
0: there's no Suzuki cars in the U.S.? There used to be. Well, they, they there used to be, yeah. There's
5: no automobiles here okay. in the U.S. Um, like I said, we're the only... ATV manufacturer for the world, so we're based right here in Rome, Georgia. Yeah, and then we also have a marine division that's in South America,
0: which is outboard motors for boats.
5: outboard motors stuff like that, for and it's it, it's everything from the big three hundred all the way down to the little trolling motor on your John boat.
0: So, like, so, ladies, when y'all are working, it, I mean, you're you're talking with people from Rome or Kennesaw. Are you talking to people from Japan on a daily basis, or do you are you kind of
5: autonomous? Well, because of the time frame, I'm usually. Emailing them because um, I, I don't right. do well at working at oh, yeah. two o'clock in the morning and talk that's to people. Right. But, but now I do do a lot of talking with people from uh, Europe, Great Britain, uh, New Zealand timeframe. I, I do with that, and uh, a lot of South America people I talk to on a regular basis, usually about two or three times a month.
0: Do you speak different languages, or do you need Google Translate? Literally,
5: that's why we have the Google Translate. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Alex, how many languages do you
5: speak? Uh, just English. <laughs>
1: I, used to, I used to be able to count to ten in Turkish. And, uh, knew a little bit of um, some dialects uh, from my time studying abroad in Africa. But
0: I, I tell people, y'all can steal this joke. I tell people I speak three languages. English, Southern, and sarcasm.
5: <laughs>
0: y'all, y'all can steal that, okay? Well,
5: there's a lot of stuff that gets lost in translation. So I just found it best to just email and let that talk for them right. just, just meet, right. meat and potatoes that's correct
0: <laughs> especially little cliched phrases you know that, that you don't even think about they really don't make any sense they wouldn't translate <laughs> of course i can't think of any off the top of my head of course but um interesting uh, um how do you guys in do, do y'all do you need to market your businesses the you, how, do, how do you market are you word of mouth is it social media uh, are y'all in a situation where You're not really a. uh, I'm I'm speaking to the the visiting nurse folks. Um, Is that? Do you have to get the word out about your organization, um, or do you just uh, does it just kind of find you?
3: It's kind of two ways. Um, We have to. um, We work closely with. Oh, that's right. We work closely with um, different service providers that provide the in-home services, and they have. We've built working relationships Mm -hmm. with them. So they, um, refer clients to us. Um, and it's word of mouth as well. Um, people may have heard about Candace Spivey here in Rome, Georgia, and want to reach out to Candace Spivey. Um, <laughs> well, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, what was the name again? Candace Spivey. <laughs> good, one, good. One. But we are, um, you know, we're trying our absolute best to be more community involved and getting the word out that um, Visiting Nurse Health System is here to assist and try to. And if we're unable to help in any way, then we're trying to find resources for them to help in any way we can.
0: Wait, and what is the size of your staff? Is, is now, my... it's
3: it's nine of us nine. Yeah. in this office. Um, I have four nurses and um, three social workers in uh-huh. Canada. Uh-huh.
0: So and you came out of the social work side you said, right? I did. Yes. So what are, what are those challenges like? <laughs>
3: <laughs> um we have a case going on right now um that I've kind of implanted myself even though I'm not um the case manager but uh family uh was affected by covid and uh so the mom and the Uh, The client's mom and brother has died in the past year. He had a W amputee going on. So he was currently in the nursing home when that happened. So the sister-in-law went and um, basically took him from the nursing home and brought him him home with her. Um, But they have had trouble with keeping the power on, got behind on mortgage. Um, So keeping food in the house. So kind of haven't been able to call out because their cell phones weren't working cuz the cell phones are turned off. So we're kind of I've been going out there taking food to them using my cell phone so we can set up services cuz everybody is still kind of on, you know, the sidelines and don't want to go into people's homes. Um we're we are an organization that uses PPE. Um, So we have masks, we have gowns, we have gloves. Um, So I went out there a couple of days ago so that um, uh, we can set up services with the service provider. Um, He also needed to contact um, an agency because he had gotten fitted for a prosthesis and he hasn't been able to talk with them as well. So we got it to where someone would come to his home and fit him for that prosthesis. So it's things outside of, um, in-home services. You know, you have to step outside of your normal role and and make sure things happen. Yeah, just
0: just sounds like s- things can fall through the cracks. Oh yeah, and and y'all are there to fill in those cracks. Yes. Uh, wow. Good for you. Yes. Um, I guess Red Cross. Um, you know, in the, in the oh, marketing yeah. frame. Um. You guys are already a a global brand. Do you you find that you have – like, how do you promote your blood drives and make people aware of things like that?
2: Yeah, so we have – you're right. We're a global brand, and everyone can recognize the Red Cross just by seeing that symbol. Uh, But I think that it takes that um, hitting the pavement at the local level to really explain all the services that we deliver Mm -hmm. so that people have that wide-range understanding of the impact that we have. Uh, But, yes, we have to – we use our volunteers as networks. We use our board of directors as networks to help get the word out. We have our um of course national Red Cross website is um attached to every chapter. So we utilize the national website and advertise what we do to get word out about our blood drives. We're using social media. We have um we do things just like this to try to let folks know when we have regular blood drives like our office at 112 John Maddox Drive um, (laughs) hosts a drive every single month. So you just have to go to the site. We refer everybody to the site to gain information. So redcrossblood.org tells you about every donation everywhere. You put a zip code in, you find it. Um, And uh, lots of preparedness programs we have, especially um, one in particular called Ready Rating. So readyrating.org is another site that we advertise um, for businesses. And you can go there to... Um, prepare your own emergency action plan for your business it takes you through all the steps from step one to that final piece of eap so it's an amazing resource and it's free to business so yeah our website's our main tool i think in getting the word out about what we do we just have to get folks there so they understand all the resources they've got to them
0: well it is interesting you mentioned uh you know you talked about the disaster program you see that on tv when the flooding is happening or whatever
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you
0: guys show up you know right um in fact, um, what what is the old – I'm digressing because I often do that. Alex will tell you. Um, <laughs> I digress because I'm a middle-aged man, and so sometimes I lose my train of thought. <laughs> but um, Mr. Rogers one time, you know, Mr. Mm-hmm. Rogers of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, <laughs> <laughs> or, or <laughs> do people still remember Mr. Rogers? Oh, yeah, we well, still I, remember. <laughs> um, he, he, he was a, – a young child was troubled by seeing a disaster on TV, and his advice was – Look for the helpers. Mm-hmm. You can all, when you see that you also see the best of humanity. You see the helpers show up. Yes, um, yes. And so you can take a silver lining out of whatever bad news you might be seeing a uh, mm-hmm. you know a bad news event or a nat- right. natural tragedy because right. there's helpers that show up. So like yes. you and like you know thank right. thank God for the
2: helpers. Oh my goodness! Yes, and we have. So 90% of our workforce are volunteers. So when you see those helpers with the Red Cross vest on, they are likely a volunteer. Wow. And so to work in that atmosphere right. is amazing. Right. And then, the, of course, the volunteers find that opportunity to be that helper through that opportunity. So, mm-hmm. um, like, for example, Kentucky is still... Um,
0: Oh, sure. They're it's still in hands.
2: the flooding uh, devastation that they're having there. The yeah. Red Cross sent 500 volunteers to Kentucky. We had several from northwest Georgia who went to to help with feeding, with sheltering. Uh, that's really where we gear toward those large-scale disasters is mass care. So, um, yeah, it's an amazing opportunity to see. I, I went to Louisiana in 2016 for my first deployment, and I worked in a, um, in a shelter where we had about 150 people being housed. Uh, but at night we would go back to a gymnasium in town because that's where all the staff was spending the night and uh, there were no hotels of course everything was full but um it was cool to go back at night and just seeing everybody and where everyone was from and just feeling their spirit and their helpful attitude it was it's just life-altering to be in that kind of family
0: um yeah I would imagine so Mm -hmm. um did you were you okay getting more than two miles away from Dalton though? Oh okay,
2: no. <laughs> <laughs> I've I have discovered I've been on forty five deployments in my six and a half years oh, wow. and uh I mean a lot of those were sort of local, like larger scale fires in Atlanta mm-hmm. uh, that we, we see those every single week. But day four, for whatever reason, is my cry day. <laughs> I have to call home and like debrief and yeah and Aww. just re, re recollect myself. But yeah, day four, we when we deploy, um, volunteers go out for two weeks. So they um they they're away from home for a little while in that sort of chaotic atmosphere of what a disaster would be but wow. yeah
0: <laughs> interesting um mm-hmm. uh, well Kelly since you guys are manufacturing and not retail do you all even worry about marketing or promoting locally that what you're doing at Suzuki or does it matter because you're Suzuki <laughs> <laughs>
5: well Actually, you know, uh, of course, you see the commercials for the motorcycles. You see the commercials for ATVs and stuff. But um, recently, our Marine Division has uh, partnered with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So we're real excited about that. Um, But now locally, we still actually do promote a lot in the community. There we go. Um, I
0: was opening the door for you. (laughs) I I was was wondering if you were going to take the cake.
5: And I walked right in. Yeah, there
0: we go. (laughs) There we go. I knew we wanted to talk about this.
5: So we are very proud sponsors of the Rome Braves. Um, we've been sponsors with them for, for several years now, and we have a great relationship and Katie Aspen, I've worked with her recently and she does a tremendous job uh, with the Rome Braves. We also are members of the, uh, greater Rome existent industries association and and I work with Alex and Pam, um, a lot. And really we get together as, uh, businesses. We'll talk about certain issues in the community, because if you're um, if you're more involved in your community, and you take care of the issues around the community, you'll have a better community to support your businesses, and that's how we fully believe that.
0: Well, especially as many jobs as y'all have here, you know, y'all got a lot. Of, y'all are putting a lot of roofs over heads and meals on tables. Yes, know, sir. With with the number of jo- people you employ, um, tell me tell me more about Gria.
1: Gria, so the Greater Rome Assisting Industries Association. We have a um, hundred, about 140 members. Um, from all of our main manufacturers in, in Rome and Floyd County, and it's a uh, collaboration. Um, we get together and we do do fun things. Um, last week, we actually um, had a bunch of the members, and we toured Suzuki. And upcoming, we'll have a we'll go to the international paper um, mill here in uh, in Floyd County as well. Um, but it's a lot of issues. I think everyone. Is, is dealing with at the same time the supply chain, getting parts in, workforce related needs, and um, I was actually up in Dalton yesterday um, with a workforce advisory board um, meeting and at a um, another manufacturing facility, and you can't go anywhere in the state of Georgia or in Northwest Georgia where everyone is not facing the same thing. Inflation's doing some stuff. Um, finding adequate, trained, skilled workers is a whole um, another component. So um, GREA is just there to support and be a resource to all the manufacturers here in uh, Roman Floyd County and to make sure that um, that, that that plan and, and facility can maintain and succeed here um, in the community.
5: Yeah, just If like, I could add one thing, uh, sure. Roger, um, being able to talk to people all over the world, they're facing the same issues that we are. So it's not just a Northwest Georgia. It's not just a state of Georgia. It's, it's all over.
0: Right. But when you talk to them, it's through Google Translate, right?
5: <laughs> well, sometimes. <laughs> Unless it's New Zealand or U- the UK where they yeah. speak English. If they speak English, we have a pretty good working relationship with them anyway. But I've, I've heard similar stories, you know, not just this area.
0: Right. Um, well, and th- that's why the, the Gria thing, but just the chamber in general. Um, keeps you connected to the community. Keeps you connected to other businesses, and and that's one of the things I enjoy about this podcast is, you know, creating connections. With what you're, who, somebody, y'all already had had mutual connection. Who was it? Candace.
4: it was. Glenn Spivey. Make sure I say that again. Glenn <laughs> Spivey uh, with yeah. Suzuki. And,
0: and he, how, who is he to you? He's my uncle.
4: Okay. <laughs> and I
5: see Glenn on a daily basis, and I'm not going to give him a hard time about this <laughs> at all. Trust me. <laughs> so, see, so small,
0: small town connections. and, and uh, But anyway, that's, that's the beauty of the chamber is, you know, to – so and, and everybody here is obviously a member of the chamber. How how has that helped you guys, being involved with the chamber? Ladies?
4: I think it's helped um, really, really good. We do a lot of events with them. Um, And again, just to put us out there for marketing. um, Prior to COVID, we were door-to-door. I mean, a lot of doctor's office, hospitals, we were hitting them up probably weekly. So I think Chambers now, since COVID, has definitely opened us up a lot to put visiting nurse out there.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. uh, So being part of the chamber for us has been... um, there's a wide variety of benefits Mm -hmm. things just like this helps us to connect and i can already think of ways that we could work together with visiting nurse i know yes you guys (laughs) bring all the fun at suzuki so (laughs) we've got to figure that out but uh yeah just making those connections locally but then also the chamber offers so much opportunity for training Mm um i've been to several uh like Lunch and Learns sort of trainings mm-hmm. at the Chamber, um, they support nonprofits in such an amazing way. Um, just bringing us together. Um, I, was, I attended mm-hmm. a, a grant training program at the Chamber, so uh, just that internal um, building uh, of, of our skills and, and connecting us to other resources that support our mission has been invaluable through the Chamber. I
5: agree. I'm going to have to back up, Carl, on that. Mm-hmm. Meeting people that we didn't know in this area, um, you know aside from the marketing we were here for probably 10 years before people started to really right. realize hey y'all build the king quad right here in rome and y'all are the only manufacturer a lot of people didn't know that unless right. they worked there right so with us being able to talk to other organizations in this area it's really helped us to you know solve problems expose ourselves um so i just have to back what you said carla thank you
1: and i'll uh i'll Uh, add on to that, you know, exposing uh, young people in Rome and in the school systems, especially in um, now that we have college and career academies at at Floyd County and Rome City, getting those students exposed um, to businesses and industry um, and and nonprofit work right here um, to create the, you know, the future workforce for our county and city. So um, it all goes hand in hand with the chamber and, and who we partner
0: with. Yeah, good point. Okay, let's go around one more time here for any final thoughts in case you have neglected to mention something you wanted to mention, but also contact information, how people can connect with you, your website, social media, phone numbers, emails, whatever you wanna whatever you want to lay out there. Uh ladies, we'll start with you. Okay.
3: Visiting Nurse Health System. Um our telephone number is 706-525-6053. Um, If you we can assist you with anything, if you need help with mom or dad or someone in the community that you would think that might need help in terms of um, them staying within their homes, Um, we have a website. It's www.vnhs.org, and we're on all social media sites: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I think we even trying to do a TikTok. I was going to (laughs) say.
0: Are you guys TikToking like Alex? <laughs> Maybe not like Alex, but <laughs>
3: it's definitely on its way. This,
0: y'all are y'all on the Snapbook Face Insta chat? <laughs> <laughs> I right. sound I sound older and older, don't I? <laughs> <laughs> I remember when there were only three TV channels <laughs> and no remote control, and no remote. You had a knob that you had to turn. I <laughs> was our
5: remote control. <laughs> <I was. laughs>
0: uh, yeah, I, my dad used to snap his fingers. Boy, put it on yeah, Gunsmoke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, okay, uh, Carl, uh, were you guys were your ladies done? With that? That's pretty much it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay, Carla. Final thoughts and yeah. contact information.
2: Sure. So we um, people are are always looking for ways that they can get involved, and we're always looking for folks that can help. So we um, we can be um, reached at redcross.org, and there you can find ways to make donations. You can click on volunteer and see all of the different volunteer opportunities available in this area um and then you can call us uh, 800 red cross so super easy uh to get in uh get involved in what what our services are
0: do, do you guys have enough blood locally you say you do a monthly drive
2: we do and actually right now um uh we, there is an urgent need for blood there is always a need for blood so we are always feeling like behind the eight ball to collect enough blood that is needed by the community so yeah, right now there's an urgent appeal, uh, and so we're scheduling as many as we can. We've got um, shorter colleges hosting a blood drive for us coming up, and Colleges College is one, is one that's at the end of November. So we're just, anyone that's interested in hosting a blood drive, of course we can connect well, them.
0: No pressure, but there's a lot of people on the floor at Suzuki
2: that's right, <laughs> that is right. Uh, that's, that we'll sounds, talk afterwards <laughs> hey, we'll,
5: just go ahead and blow your uh blood vessel up there and we'll, we'll, we'll get you a line
0: okay uh you know no pressure but <laughs> that sounds like a blood drive waiting to happen to me right. see look what we've done here
2: exactly <laughs> um,
0: exactly uh, any anything else or, or you wrapped up
2: I think I think that's it, yeah.
0: Okay. Kelly, contact information for you guys? or
5: Well, first, I would just like to say it's been a pleasure meeting everybody here, and I think we've had a, a really good time, and this is probably a, a positive thing for everybody. Um, meet, for us, uh, you can look at Suzuki.com and under careers, look under Suzuki Motor. We're working to update our website. Um, also, like I said, you can go through two-work staffing and North Georgia staffing as well to hire in.
0: So are you guys hiring now? Yes, we yep. are. Yeah, and
5: we're looking for career-oriented people that looking for great careers. Um, it's a good company to work for. I've worked for them for about fifteen years now, and I enjoy it.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, that's that's a perfect endorsement. You know, if you're <laughs> if you're there, and you're happy. Uh, anything else? No, sir. That's it. All right, Alex. Any final thoughts from you at the chamber?
1: I just appreciate it, and there's a lot of good things happening. Um, in Rome and Floyd County, and we're going to continue to work hard so I like to say um, opportunity awaits right here in in Rome Georgia and um, it's uh, it's a, we're almost hitting labor day and, and school's <laughs> right. back and, and and businesses are churning and uh, thing things are moving along so uh, a lot of good things to come but um another another great week ahead
0: and to connect with the chamber romega. com
1: RomeGA.com.
0: dot yes, yeah. com.
1: Um, follow us on Facebook and um,
0: and your personal TikTok page. <laughs> we do. Uh, I
1: think we're exploring that aspect. Uh, if, I, but that's the I'm I'm not in that <laughs> realm of of things. It's Amber West and and Carly um, and. But, no, we've got so many good things going on. Young professionals, our leadership Rome program, just uh, the, the 40th yeah. class kicked off last week. So
0: And you know, like constant ribbon cuttings. And, oh, uh, yes. You, you guys are busy. Absolutely. All right. Well, great. Thanks so much, everybody, for being here. This was you. a This was a fun show. I do appreciate it. You've been listening to the Rome Fluid Chamber Small Business Spotlight. We broadcast from the Hardy Realty Studios on Broad Street in downtown Rome, Georgia, and we work in cooperation with the Rome News Tribune. Thank you so much for listening.